away from him and his light into darkness. He intervened in our history many times trying to show us the way, but our hearts were stained and our hands were dirty with sin. He knew we needed a savior. He knew we needed deliverance. And long before Christ was born, he spoke to us about it. Hear what the Lord God of Israel said. I will send my messenger who will prepare the way before me. A voice of one calling in the darkness, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight the wilderness, a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low, and the rough ground shall become level. The rugged places a plain, and the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all mankind together will see it. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. The sovereign Lord comes with power, and his arms rules for him. His reward is with him, and his recompense accompanies him. He tends his flocks like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms, and he carries them close to his heart. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From the, his roots a branch will bear much fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of power, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord, and he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears, but with righteousness he will judge the needy with justice and he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. The wolf will live with the lamb, the leopard will lie with the goat, they will neither harm nor destroy all of my holy mountain, for the earth will be full of knowledge of the Lord as the 
waters cover the sea. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me, because the Lord has announced and anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. He has sent me to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, and to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. Shout aloud and sing for joy, people of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel among you. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given. The government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this.
Unexpected visit from an angel and a dream he couldn't forget would begin for them a life-altering journey. Let us hear from Luke and Matthew on this part of the Christmas story. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, 
to a virgin, pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, who was a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son. And you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? I am a virgin. The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who is said to be barren is in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife, but he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that census should be taken of the entire Roman world. So everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. How has God been talking to you lately? His voice is still calling out, and his desire to lead us is as strong today as it was in that world-changing time over 2,000 years ago. Oftentimes, we are still guilty of there being no room for him, just as there was no room for him when he was born. Let us be on purpose with our listening, and let us be about the business of making room for him a priority in our lives. On the herald
were some of the elite in education. They understood the signs of the times and their meanings. They saw what nobody else was able to see. Not only did they see and understand, but they responded. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make a careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure and presented him with gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. After having been warned in a dream to not go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. John begins his gospel account with these words. In the beginning was the Word of God, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made. That he has been made in him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will but born of God. The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. For grace and truth has come to us through Jesus Christ. Today is no different. Some will see and understand and respond, while others still will not. Some will recognize Him and others won't. He has revealed Himself. He has spoken he has come. Messiah has come, and he not only fulfilled the prophecies, but he paid the ultimate price that we might know him intimately. Let us join together in the worship of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords today.
anticipation that hope was coming. They knew that he was coming. They, they even knew when. But how interesting is it that John tells us that the light came into the darkness and the darkness did not understand it. It, 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 didn't, it didn't embrace the light as it should have. The reality is that was necessary so that ultimately they would send him to the cross to die for our sins. Here we are for 2,000 years later experiencing the reality that the light of the world folks that got on some boats making their way to a new world bringing with them the light making their way across the Atlantic Ocean landing on the shores of what would become America bringing the hope of the gospel making its way across the plains to the front range and on up the slopes to in a little area called Woodland Park, Colorado. Here we are. Filled with hope. God of all the universe loved us so much that he gave us his one and only son. Whoever would believe in him would not perish but have eternal life. Let's sing together.
today as you, the light of the world, have come. You didn't leave us in darkness. You didn't leave us in hopelessness. You didn't leave us in our, in our lostness. But instead, you cramped yourself into flesh and you you became a, a baby. Placed in a lowly manger. And you, the light of the world, lived a, a perfect life. Showing the light, revealing the light to those that were around you, sharing the truth about who God really is what he intends for us and 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 you showed us how to how to live how to live the way that you've created us to live and yet the darkness in the midst of all that did not understand what you were doing did not really understand your purpose. Instead, they, they chose to reject you. But ultimately, this was your design. Ultimately, this was this was the plan that you laid out so that you could redeem the lostness. So that you could you could redeem a lost and dying world. Not not just those that were right there, but and not just those that were alive during that time, but, but you had us on your mind as well. And so they snuffed out that light. When they hung you on a cross. Church, I just want to invite you to do the same. for us tonight as we're considering his birth as we're thanking him for his birth that we consider why he was born he was born to die he was born to suffer on a cross from our sins. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Each and every one of us has gone his own way. And it was necessary that he did this. It was necessary that he would sacrifice himself. Allow himself to be nailed to a tree. But the story doesn't end there because three days later he rose from the dead. We, we serve a risen Savior today who is Christ the Lord. He didn't just raise from the dead, but he ascended and he is seated on the throne. He's alive. He's alive. So tonight, I want 
us to prepare to receive the elements of communion. Let's honor him, not just for his birth, but for his suffering, his death, and his resurrection. So I want to invite our servers to come forward. We can get our stage lights back on. And I, I, I want to invite you to prepare your, your hearts to receive the elements of communion. I want you to know that we, uh, we believe in and practice open communion. And, and, and what that simply means is you are not required to be a member of Woodland Life Center or a member of Freedom Church to receive the elements of communion. In the back, you weren't even required to be a believer in Jesus when you walked in this door. And I, I, I believe that, that he could be tugging on your heart and your mind right now. And as we partake of the elements of communion, you can accept him as Lord and Savior. If you would so choose to believe, like I said, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever would believe would not perish, but have eternal life. Parents, feel free to assist your children. children to be raised, knowing and embracing the love and the sacrifice of Jesus. When you have your elements, if you'll just hold on to them. And let's sing while we're
probably still wondering about those words and they get to the third cup, the cup of redemption raises it up and he says the blessing and then he rocks the world one more time he says now from this point forward this cup represents my blood shed for you drink this remembrance of me. And so we do this in remembrance of you, Jesus. Your broken body and your shed blood redeeming us, changing us, transforming us, renewing us, creating us anew. 
and you're still doing that, even in this moment, making us more and more like you. And we continue to open up our hearts and our minds to all that you have for us. Fill us with your Holy Spirit. Empower us to be the people, the men and the women, the boys and girls that you have created us to be. That we would continue to bring the light into a darkened world. We honor you tonight. It's in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Everybody said. We want to take an offering tonight. So I want to invite our ushers back up here. And here's what we want to do with this. We have two churches here tonight. It's not likely that anybody showed up here tonight ready to give a tithe offering. But if you did, just make sure you mark it clearly. The offering that we'd like to do tonight, though, any loose offering, any unmarked offerings are going to go directly to benevolence. Benevolence funds for both churches. Just cut it right down the middle. Because we want to be able to continue to meet the needs of the needy that are in our area. They, there's quite a number of them, and they, they show up needing help, and we want to be able to help them. So if that is a passion of yours, I encourage you to throw a little bit in there knowing that that's exactly where it's going to go this special Christ mass offering that we're doing Jesus thank you for the provision that you have brought and the provision that is coming take what we have to offer you tonight use it, bless it multiply it, accomplish your kingdom purposes as we build your church and get your grace and meet the needs those around us, in Christ's name. Stand with me.